<laughs> I forgot to unmute you. I've just been like uh, muted this entire time. Well, you like to say things directly into the microphone when I'm listening to the sound test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome, Welcome back. Yep. To our odd pod podcast. It's a podcast. It's dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. And everything in between, including... But not limited to... Tomorrow being October. Actually, <gasps> right now, as you're listening to this, it's October. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. We, we made, made it. it. The full month that I based my personality off of yep. is finally here. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's like, I don't know how it is for you. Well, I, I guess I kind of do because it's... Our experiences have been linked for the past few years, but (laughs) (laughs) every time Halloween rolls around, I don't end up doing a lot. No. And it makes me crazy. Well. It's like I wait for Halloween all fucking year, and then when it gets here, I don't do anything because I'm either working or there's a pandemic. Well, I'm Halloweening it up this year. Halloweening it up. Yeah. Billy slowly creeps away. Apparently, he's not down for the Halloween. I'm down for it. He said, nay. I forgot to turn the goddamn ice machine off. I hear it making stupid fucking noises. I can hear the ice maker making ice. Stupidly. Damn thing doing its fucking job at inconvenient times. Hello. Welcome I don't back. know if you could hear me, my voice getting further away and closer. That's the magic of cinema. Well, cinema. audio. <laughs> radio, baby. Internet radio. And now for our next song. Bye. Yeah, let's I'm just going to stop that bit right there. It <laughs> <laughs> started off strong? I know. And just like abruptly stopped. Billy Bones and the Belly Buttholes. <laughs> you doing okay? Yeah, I'm great. Okay. I am so good. Oh, actually, you know what we missed last week? That's... Yeah, we missed last week. My fault. (laughs) This is our first... Well, we missed two weeks, and then we had a week. And then we missed another week. And then we missed that week. Life has just really been getting in the way lately. So you're welcome, because we're coming back strong. I feel feel like we're off to a strong start. Yeah. (laughs) You got me giving up on jokes in the middle. It's hot. I'm dying in here, sweating. Whew think you might actually be dying i think so people get hot when they're dying i feel like the opposite i think they get cold i'm hot sweating got no sleeves on my shirt i'm still hot (laughs) (laughs) make it make sense i can't help got a sweaty butt (laughs) i can't help you (laughs) anyway hey welcome back to the show you missed us i can tell this is the quality content that you've been deprived of for the last two weeks or week okay well this is a felicia episode what yeah i prepared a whole thing okay well you go first once upon a time in a land much like this land i'm gonna stop you right there okay do you know what i'm talking about today uh yes what am i talking about today leprechauns (laughs) seasonally appropriate yeah very halloweeny 
like the uh what was it where was there there a leprechaun in a tree was that in daphne no it was in lincoln park <laughs> no it wasn't it was like it was somewhere in mobile hilarious lincoln park was where the hide your kids hide your wife came from really mm-hmm. now is there a difference between lincoln park and mobile couldn't tell you lincoln park but it's not the lincoln park where lincoln park's from no okay just check there is more than one well that sounds made up i was shocked when i heard i two. know maybe people should be more original yeah looking at you government street yeah airport anyway okay so anyway i'm not talking about leprechauns what everybody calm down but i'm wearing green you are not <laughs> they don't know that i'm telling you right now he's not so my eyes are green they are not <laughs> <laughs> well shit my whole life's been a lie you my lovely husband are three for three on vampire episodes and frankly that's not fair i don't know where specifically you get off doing all of these episodes and well I'm... i am the resident expert no you're not <laughs> <laughs> but i haven't gotten to do one yet and that's just rude well especially coming from the girl who used to still does has one of those like stupid little icons on their myspace that said when the other little girls wanted to be a ballerina i wanted to be a vampire wait you still have a myspace Ooh, yes i do <laughs> Uh, do not bother going looking for it. I have deleted it, much like all the other cringy things I used to do as a child. Wait, so you deleted your MySpace? Oh, yes. Oh, I thought you just said you still had a MySpace. Well, it is private now, so you can... Oh, it's get private on. now. Okay, I gotta okay. save all my cringy photos. I got you. I wouldn't even know where to begin looking up my old MySpace because my usernames have changed so much over the years. Not only do I still have access to my MySpace... It will let everybody know that I have logged in. Really? Yes. All I know is that the last time I logged into MySpace, I had a Sweeney Todd background. It was counting down to the movie. And then the movie countdown ended, and I just kept it up. (laughs) (laughs) Mine still has, like, my top eight and all that fun stuff in there. Top eight? Yeah. That's a lot of pressure, man. I did top four. That's even more pressure. No, I'm just kidding. I had like a top 16 or something. I remember when like getting into like people's top eight was like the highlight of my day. Like, oh my God. Uh, oh my God, I'm in his top eight. Are we not friends anymore? I noticed I wasn't in your top eight anymore. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Tom, for your contributions to our society. Either way, you're not going to be able to find my MySpace page anymore. Don't look for it. I've deleted it. I'm going to sneak into it, and I'm going to create a Tumblr page with all her cringy pictures on it. I like how you're going to bring it to Tumblr. Yeah. That's where the internet goes to die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, we're talking about vampires. Yep. Uh, Are we going to be covering any of the same topics? Funny you should ask. I don't think we'll be covering the same things, because like you said in episode 7... Uh, vampires are like a wide ass topic and I'm paraphrasing. Wow, I feel a little attacked. Just kidding. Hey, hold on. I don't think that you went into vampires as like a whole. 
No, I don't know. Actually, I can't really remember what I talked about. If I very specific, have I really done three vampire episodes? Well, I count Vlad the Impaler. Okay. Um, I don't know where Count Chocula came in. Count Chocula. You mean Count Von Count? Yeah, Count Von Count. That was the first vampire. I'm thinking about cereal. Um, and then Marcy Brown. Marcy Brown. Oh, the Rhode Island vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Okay then. And if you want to count like Elizabeth, Elizabeth, or Elizabeth Bathory. Bathory, also considered a vampire, yeah, or theorized. It's kind of like where some Bram Stoker got, where he got some of his ideas. Yeah, as we talked about. As we talked about. Anyway, there is a shitload of stuff about vampires. So. Yeah. So. I think actually next week we're gonna do another episode on vampires. We might be able. to. We're just gonna become a vampire podcast. I think. Well, yeah. We're getting sponsored by the Vampire Cafe in New Orleans. By Nova? Yeah. New Orleans Vampire Association. Oh, yeah. That was a Facebook group, right? It's a coven. Oh, it's a coven of vampires. Believe it or not, we might touch it. We might touch it. Touch on it. Oh, I was like, they're that close? I'm going to stop making fun of it. They are pretty close. You got to stop making fun of them. Either way. Okay. So um, you didn't really cover vampires as like a whole. And that's what I wanted to do today. But knowing how my brain works, we'll see what actually comes out. Okay. Sounds like a Billy episode. It will very essentially just be like a Billy episode. It's a Philly Billy episode. A Philly Billy. A Philly Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So... So, a vampire is a creature from folklore that subsist or subsist mm-hmm. by feeding on the vital essence of living. Ooh, blood. Like what? Like, oh, like blood. If you're blood, blood. They'll be like, "I want to suck your blood." Are there any other uh, bodily fluids that they can live on? No. <laughs> okay. What, what else? Yeah, like spit. Uh, nothing, nothing, no further questions. In European folklore, vampires are undead creatures that are often visit that often visited loved ones and caused mischief or deaths in the neighborhoods they inhabited while they were alive. Mm-hmm. They wore shrouds and were often described as bloated and of like ruddy or dark countenance. Uh-huh. Um, markedly different from the gaunt pale vampires which dated from the early 19th century. Ooh. The the sexy ones. And wildly different from the young adult vampires that were quite popular when I was in my teens. Yeah. And now, an expert from the hit series, Twilight. Who's the expert from the hit series, Twilight? <laughs> an expert. Oh, excerpt. an excerpt. I'm so sorry. I was like, are you calling me out? <laughs> After the change, vampires' physical appearance and muscle masses enhanced and perfected vampires are extraordinarily beautiful. Mm. Their beauty is described as angelic or even godlike. Oh, godlike. And I had to look up Twilight fanfiction for that description, and I would like the time that I wasted back. That was from fanfiction? Yes. Or that was from the books? I don't know how to decipher between the two if we're being real. Well, to be on, to be fair, I'm pretty sure it started as fanfiction or something. Or no, vice, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Anyway, what a description. Can we hear it again? After the change, vampires' physical appearance and muscle masses enhanced and perfected. Vampires are extraordinarily beautiful. 
Their beauty is described as angelic or even godlike. Ooh. Did our sink just fall in again? Because it's it's real wet over here. <laughs> Gross. Just floating. You had to say that right when I took a sip. <laughs> mm. Wow. Some moisture in the air. Ugh. I don't know how you go from like gaunt, pale to godlike and angelic. Right. Anywho. Anywho. Van- like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, because even in Anne Rice books, they're kind of described as beautiful. But it's mostly because like in some of the later books, you find out they specifically turn people who are attractive. Yeah. But if they stay in one place too long, regular people eventually are like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I knew there wasn't something quite worried about you. What is up with those guys over there? It's like when you start hanging out with people that you thought were like awesome. Yeah. And then their real personality shows through and you're like, Ugh. oh, man, you're like, man, am I in too deep? How do I cut this off? <laughs> How do I just get out of this? Yeah. Been there. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> Looking at you, guy who didn't talk to me while we were on our date. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He went on a date recently? This was before you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you remember, this is the guy when I sent you a picture of my feet. Yeah. <laughs> this was... Uh, that was my call me, I need to leave. I was going to say, is this the where I called you so you could pretend like you had an emergency? That is exactly what happened. That's right, because I'm the bottom bitch <laughs> since day one. <laughs> He's always been my ride or die. We're going to get cringy about it. Yep, that's true. Anywho... Anywho. Vampiric entities have been recorded in most cultures. Um, the term vampire was coined in Western Europe after reports of an 18th century mass hysteria of a pre-existing folk belief in the Balkan in Eastern Europe that in some cases resulted in corpses being staked and people being being accused of vampirism. vampirism. Much like the Salem witch trials, you had the Western Europe vampire craze. Go on. Um, in modern times, the vampire is generally held to be a fictitious entity. Similar beliefs in vampiric creatures such as the chupacabra. Chupacabra, the goat sucker. Uh, still persist in some cultures, but like we have talked about before, vampire sightings have been attributed to the ignorance of body, of the body's process of decomposition and how people in pre-industrial societies tried to rationalize this, creating the figure of the vampire to explain the mysteries of death. Oh, the mystery. The great mystery of death. We should do an episode about that. What? How? Death. Death. We just did. <laughs> I know. You should check but our back catalog. What check to it expect out. when you're expecting death. To begin- okay, I had to re-listen to it back because I do like, mm-hmm. what do you call it? Quality assurance or something? Yeah, basically. To make sure it's not just a podcast of us fighting. Right. <laughs> Oops. Um, and like the beginning of it was like super dark, but the end of it I really enjoyed. So yeah, it got pretty dark there in the beginning. Yeah. It's yeah. But it got really fun at the end. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Anyway, so check it out if you haven't heard it. It's good stuff. Yeah. So as it may sound like, I've already got an idea of where I want to go with this vampire episode. I feel like I'm about to get real all over the place. Let's do it. I think if we draw out our words a little bit more, they won't notice that we're all over the place. Okay. Let's do it. 
I want to talk about the creation and preventions of a vampire. Ooh, it's good to know how to prevent them for sure. Yeah. It's, it's not like a raid. You can't just spray it on the doorframe like a roach, huh? It's like garlic paste all over the minced garlic just smeared across your door. I feel like garlic actually increases circulation, so vampires would probably love it. They're afraid of Italians. <laughs> We're going to touch on that. Whoa. <laughs> um, okay. That's not true. <laughs> this is not some vampire propaganda. Do I smell espresso? No. <laughs> we got to go to the next spot. Sorry. Okay. There's a lingering uh, sensation of marinara in the era. The marinara era. Yeah. My favorite era. Yeah. The era of marinara. <laughs> the great spaghetti war. Oh. Oops. Leave me here. I want to. I'm going to marinade in this. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about the creation and preventions of vampires, how to identify a vampire, protection against a vampire. The destruction of a vampire. And if we have time, I want to talk about the different vampire legends and myths and maybe what today's vampires might look like. What do you mean if we have time? We all, we got all the time in the world. We've got all the time in the world. All the time in the world. Power goes out. <laughs> that would happen. Anyway, I like, uh, I like the like the index that you just laid out for us. That's nice. Yeah. Or the table of contents. Like what to expect. What's it like in a PowerPoint? What's that part called? This is my thesis. It's like the um poorly written objectives. My poorly written thesis. I like it. I'm glad I, it I'm glad that we know what to expect okay. moving forward. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So, the creation of vampires are varied throughout like in their original folklore. Uh-huh. In Slavic and Chinese traditions, any corpse that was jumped over by an animal, particularly a dog or a cat, was feared to become one of the undead. Shit. Yeah. Um, a body with a wound that had not been treated with boiling water was also at risk. Mm. Can you imagine someone pours boiling water in your wound? Jesus Well, Christ. you're dead, so like... Oh, okay. Well, that makes fine. sense. Fair enough. <laughs> Make it a little crispy, but like, you're dead. You're not going to feel it. Yeah, it's like a Mongolian... Barbecue? No, that's not true. It's like um, what's it? <laughs> Why the, what, is that where your head went? <laughs> what's it like? You dip it in the boiling water and it cooks the food. Fondue. It's like a fondue. Like a sous vide. Yeah. It's not fondue. It's cheese. Cheese. But it's like you know you do the, the fondue restaurants. I you feel can like dip you me in cheese after I'm dead. I would be okay with that. Anyway, it's not fondue. Can we What'd write you that call into it? my will. Sous vide. Sous vide. Is that where you dip the meat in the boiling water? Oh no! It's like when you boil it in like a bag or something no that's not what i'm talking about i think you do it at fondue restaurants anyway well somebody's never taken me to a fondue restaurant so like you never take me to a fondue restaurant what's up with these uh why are you enforcing these gender roles why i gotta take you on a date why can't you take me on a date open the door for me buy me flowers and shit uh, I do buy you flowers and shit. <laughs> you have bought me flowers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just kidding. You want to go to a fondue restaurant? Yeah. I'll dip this whole goddamn apartment in cheese. I don't give a shit. Ooh, we have to go, guys. <laughs> 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 Hooray.
All right. Well, tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in Russian folklore, vampires were said to have once been witches or people who have re- rebelled against the Russian Orthodox Church while they were alive. Ooh. Like Greek Orthodox. But like Russian Orthodox. No, but Greek Orthodox would have technically rebelled against the Russian Orthodox, right? Any other religion or anyway. Yeah, anybody rebelling. Keep going, please. Anybody <laughs> anybody rebelling against the Russian Orthodox Church is a vampire. Is a vampire We're in Russian vampires. folklore. Yeah. Anyway. I'm so for some reason I'm just like perched to derail this fucking podcast over and over again. Yeah, I see that. I'm sorry. Just, okay. In most cases, vampires are the revenants of evil beings, suicide victims, or witches, but they can also be created by malevolent spirits possessing a corpse or by being bitten by a vampire. Oh. Once bitten. There are many uh, cultural practices that arose that were intended to prevent a recently deceased loved one from turning into an undead being. Mm -hmm. Um, Burying a corpse upside down was the most common. Like feet up, head down, or like, like belly ass down. up, face, okay. Belly, I wasn't going to go with that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> face down, <laughs> ass up. <laughs> I was just going to go belly down. Right. That's probably better. <laughs> um, <laughs> placing earthly objects such as scythes or sickles near the grave would satisfy any demon entering the body or appease the dead so that it would not wish to arise from its coffin. Because, you know, goblin brain, ooh, shiny, pointy thing. It's like, oh, I'm thirsty for blow. What the hell is this? Ooh, a scythe? Is that a, a plow? A field plow? A sickle just for me? A sickle just for me? I can hack all the grains of the underworld with this sickle. Ooh, I'm just so content down here in my box. Mm. Mm. Thanks for the gift. Ooh, a present. Ooh, a present. <laughs> Best death day ever. Best death ever. Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> Other methods commonly practiced in Europe include severing the tendons and the knees, which I feel like might work better on zombies, but that's just me. Yeah, woof. Um, one method we've talked about was, um, I think it was episode seven, where placing poppy seeds or sand on the ground at the gravesite of a presumed vampire was intended to keep the vampire occupied the entire night by taking advantage of their arithmomania. Arithmomania. Yeah, arithmomania. Yeah. The association with vampires being obsessed with counting is also mentioned in similar Chinese narratives that states that if a vampiric being being came across a sack of rice, it would have to count every grain. They would have to stop and count it. Ha, 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 ha. Um, But other than carrying around a bag of rice for vampires to count, how would you identify a vampire? Fangs. No. Black cape. No. Widow's Peak. No. Wait, I have a Widow's Peak. Vampire. <laughs> Many rituals were used to identify a vampire. One method of finding a vampire's grave involved leading a virgin boy through a graveyard or church grounds on a virgin stallion. Okay. The horse would supposedly balk at the grave in question. Huh. That's the horse. Generally, oh, oh. you were to use a black horse unless you were in Albania because then the horse needed to be white. Really? Yes. Only in Albania, though. Only in Albania. 
But either way, the horse would balk at the grave, right? Yes. But a virgin stallion with a virgin boy. Oh, my virgin hooves. (laughs) I've been offended by this unconsecrated ground. To be fair. Me, me. That's my impression of a virgin stallion. Yeah? Yeah. Spot on. Oh, I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry. That never happens. Anyway, supposedly vampires can't walk on sacred ground. So, like, what? Why are you taking your virgin horse to a church yeah. ground? They can't. They can't. They can't get out of the grave anyway. So they're like, oh my god, oh, uh, who ba- they buried me in the churchyard. Oh, oh, the humanity. Now I'll never drink the blood of that virgin stallion. Random holes appearing in the earth over a grave were taken as signs of vampirism. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not grave robbing. Weird. Right. I don't know. Um, corpses thought to be a vampire were generally described as having a healthier appearance than expected. They were plump, showing uh, little to no signs of decomposition. In some cases, when suspected graves were open, villagers even described the corpse as having fresh blood from a victim's face. Or fresh blood from a victim all over its face. Right. Right. But we know that comes from, like, their organs decomposing. Yeah, you know, like, bloating and, like, yeah, this is what happens. Like, bodies leak after they die. Yeah. Whether you like to admit it or not. Sometimes they leak before they die. <laughs> Hashtag. Don't like that you're winking at me. <laughs> Hashtag Team Edward. <laughs> that wasn't in the first book. Evidence that a vampire was active in a given local locality included death of cattle, sheep, relatives, or neighbors. Ooh, I like how we put relatives and neighbors at the end of the list. We don't care about them. Sheep and cattle first. That makes you money. Relatives just make you old. Relatives just give you gray hair. Right, right, right. Um, Folkloric vampires could also make their presence felt by engaging in minor poltergeist-styled activities, such as hurling stones, assuming that they counted them beforehand, and moving... (laughs) <laughs> Two. Yeah. And moving household objects and pressing on people in their sleep. Um, I'm getting sleep paralysis demon vibes from that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, look at him sleeping so peaceful. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to press on that. I'm going to get on his chest. I'm going to just press on him. Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? Shut up. I'm pressing you. <laughs> is it your sleep paralysis demon or is it a vampire? Why not both? Why is can't your sleep your... paralysis demon a vampire? What if sleep paralysis... Is the reason, okay, let me just go with me on this journey. What if the reason why the description of sleep paralysis demons are so similar across the whole world is because it's actually just vampires feeding on people in their sleep? Like energy gotcha. vampires or like, because I can get behind an energy vampire. When you like go to bed and you sleep really well and you wake up exhausted. Well, if somebody took some of your blood, you would also wake up pretty tired probably. You got me there. So I'm on to you, vampires. I figured out your secret. <laughs> so how do you best protect yourself from these undead bloodsuckers? Tell us. Common example in vampiric folklore is garlic. A branch of a wild rose and hawthorn, sacred items such as like a crucifix, a rosary, or holy water. Now, what if, okay, you are... 
not a Christian, would your would the holy symbols from your whatever religion would that count? Sacred. Yeah. Now, is it about Christian faith or is it about true faith? Do you think? Like whatever you believe repels the vampire. You'd have to ask somebody. I did read that there wasn't a lot of vampire like mentioned in Jewish history. You know why? Because they had golems protected them from the um, vampires. I like how I almost messed up saying the word history. It's okay. <laughs> history schmistery. It was like I grew a mustache. <laughs> You grew a mustache? This what I felt like the people who <laughs> That's how people with mustache speak for sure. Oh. I wasn't aware that people with mustaches all spoke in the same way. Yep. We're generalizing. I'm gonna grow a mustache again. Vampires are said to be unable to walk on consecrated grounds, such as that of a churches or temples or across running water. Oh. So maybe if you're super worried about vampires, moving into an old church might be your best bet. Well, if it's not an active church, does it count? Still holy. Okay. Now, is the water, the running water, do you think it's because it purifies itself like every 10 feet or something? So it's like purity. Maybe it's just really hard to count all the grains of sand. Oh, my God. Ah, So much sediment. Yeah. Yeah. Mirrors have also been used to ward off vampires, which is why I believe our grandmas always had mirrors right next to the front door. Looking at you, Mimi. Now, was that actually to keep vampires out of the house? You know what's weird, though, is like mirrors in like the foyer is kind of a weird unspoken thing that does seem to happen a lot in houses, right? We have a mirror by our door. Right. Why did I put that there? You put that there? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it came there. Are you serious? That's our mirror, though, isn't it? Look, man, I don't know, dude. <laughs> if we moved in, it was just there. For some reason, I've just been operating under the assumption that that mirror was just always there. <laughs> <laughs> but everywhere, like all like older people, mm-hmm. always have mirrors right next to the doors. Interesting. Is it like? Do they know they're warding off vampires? Is that why you put that mirror there? No, I just very vain. I'm like, see what it looked like before I leave the house. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm with you. Got to make sure my bangs are elegantly disheveled. Elegantly disheveled. It's a good band name. <laughs> the new hit single. Anyway. Messy bangs. Um. Okay. Old people, mirrors by the door. I digress. In some vampiric folklore, vampires do not have reflections and sometimes do not cast a shower sh- sh- shadow. They don't cast a shower either. Yeah. No showering, no shadows. Mm-mm. You know why? Are you uh, going to say? Perhaps it's the manifestation of a vampire's lack of soul. Yup. And in the distance, Billy clapped a nice golf clap. Although in Greek, vampiric folklore uh they do have reflections and they do cast shadows yeah um and typically their lack of shadows was like more of like a tv and movie aspect rather than actual folklore oh i see the old television i think Bram stoker's dracula was like the first one to depict them not having yeah they didn't have a a reflection reflection. and their shadow did whatever just basically did whatever the fuck it wanted yeah like it moved around and like it was like Peter Pan shit. Yeah. 
Um, so that's more of like a TV thing rather than actual folklore. Right. I didn't know that. Interesting. Um, some traditions also hold that a vampire cannot enter a house unless invited by the owner. But after the first invitation, they can come and go as they please. So you can't retract that invitation in. No? No. Well, I used to watch a show where you could resent the invitation. And they would immediately be like, ooh. They'd have to leave. Yeah? No. Do you know what it was? Uh, I know it was on Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. And I'm pretty sure they did the same thing on the American version of being human. Really? Yeah. But I remember like in the Lost Boys, they do that. I'm not going to. He's like, uh, what's his name? David. Yeah. He's like, I'm not coming in until you invite me. Uh, But then also, I forget. I can't remember what I was watching, but it was some show where people had to, where a vampire had to be invited in. Yeah. And somebody unknowingly met a vampire. And they were talking about like getting a new place or something. And they're like, oh, that sounds cool. It's like, yeah, if you're ever in town, you're welcome to come over. Like, you have an open invitation to come to my house. Oh, fuck. Bam. Bam. Invited. That's and they you, weren't even at their house. That's how you get vampires. And it counted. That's how you get vampires. And they showed up like, I thought you had to be invited in. Oh, no. And he's like, remember that time. He's like, you did. Anyway. Um, folkloric vampires were believed to be more active at night. However, they were not generally considered vulnerable to the sunlight. Right. I think in the Anne Rice vampires, they're just kind of like useless. Uh, the sun will kill them until they're like a certain strength. Maybe it's a different vampire. But yeah, they pass out in the daytime. They're completely like unconscious. They can't be awake in the daytime. No, there's a different vampire where, like, they can go out in the sun. They're well, just, in the like, movie Bram no Stoker's powers. Dracula, he can go out in the daylight, but he's basically just a normal human. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. And then, like, you know, Twilight, they sparkle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't count those. Being human, they're, like, really photosen- they're, like, photosensitive, but it doesn't, like, kill them. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, me too. Um... <laughs> How do we destroy a vampire? Kind of rude. We're just going to tell people how to destroy vampires? What if we have some vampire listeners that don't want to be destroyed? Well, now you know what to look for. Fair. Methods of destroying suspected vampires varied. Obviously, the tried and true method of staking the suspect, the suspect in the heart. Ash was the preferred wood in Russia, but also hawthorn, oak, and aspen was also used for the stakes. Do you know why it was ash? Because... That's what they use to kill Jesus. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm telling you. Okay. Not kill Jesus, but you know, they, they did the whole... Right, they nailed, nailed him. Nailed him to the, right. the cross thing. The cross thing. That whole thing. That whole thing. That whole Maybe thing. you've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Just a blip in history. Right. People don't talk about that anymore, for sure. No, we're It's like a forgotten moment in history. We're not holding on to that, you know? <laughs> Anyway, um, if apparently uh, if you blaspheme really hard, you can kill a vampire too. <laughs> Three vampires just died. <laughs> the Son, the Cross, and the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, nice. You could stake someone through the heart, but also the mouth and the stomach were also acceptable. Weird. Okay. Piercing the skin of the um the chest was a way of deflating the bloated, quote unquote, plump <laughs> vampire. 
poke them with a pin. They're like, they just like deflate. <laughs> I'm melting. This is also where burying um, the dead with sharp objects. Um, like with the sickles and the corpses became common practice for a while. The idea was that the hopes that it might penetrate the skin if the body bloats sufficiently while transforming into the revenant. Oh, uh, yes. The revenant. Yes. So It's a bloody balloon of blood. <laughs> Not the pinata I was hoping for. Right. Not the pinata we wanted, but maybe the one we deserve. After the last joke we just made? Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Blood pinata. <laughs> Decapitation was popular in German and Western Slavic areas with the head buried between the feet, behind the booty, or away from the body. Oh, behind the booty. <laughs> <laughs> this, was a scene, this was seen as a way to hasten the departure of the soul, which was said to linger in the corpse. They were also sometimes spiked to the earth to prevent rising. Oh, that'll do it, I guess. Yeah, so all I can think about is like back then when someone died, it was just like a big hassle. Yeah. They're like nailing okay. things down. We've got to get new yard tools. Go get the axe and the hammer. We've got to take his head off. Right. We have to bury Stick him. Stick it between his feet. Yeah. Just a whole thing. It's just a whole. It's traumatic. The kids are just watching you dismember grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> the Romani people drove steel or iron or needles into the corpse's heart and placed bits of steel in the mouth, over the eyes, ears, and between the fingers at the time of burial. Mm-hmm. They also placed hawthorn in the corpse's sock and drove a hawthorn stake through the legs. Okay. In Italy, they would just leave a brick in your mouth. A brick in your mouth? Yeah. They found a body of a woman, <laughs> <laughs> and they just shoved a brick in her mouth. Yeah. Um, in Bulgaria, they found over 100 skeletons with med- metal objects, such as plow bits, left in their torso. Mm. They were just like, <laughs> stuck to the ground. Boom. You ain't going nowhere. Problem solved. Just going to put a big old brick in your mouth. I imagine they stopped that because they're running out of plows. Um, Other measures include pouring, boiling water over the grave or complete incineration of the body. You could perform an exorcism on the body by sprinkling holy water or simply repeating the funeral service all over again. Uh Um, at some point, they decided shooting a bullet through the coffin was the best approach, but and placing garlic in the mouth. Oh, okay. Other cultures used a lemon. Oh, instead of garlic. Yeah. Interesting. What I'm getting at is basically that anything that was like mouth sized and would prevent you from biting can. Okay. What I'm getting is you can just make up whatever the fuck you want, and it prevents vampires. Yeah. Well, it's like the brick, the lemon, and the garlic. It's like just big enough to put in your mouth, and you can't bite anymore yeah so sure what kind of brick are we talking here you ever met anybody could fit a brick in their mouth like a whole like a rub thinking like a red brick you know what i mean yes but we have to think this was also like the 16th century stop it (laughs) the 16th century brick (laughs) (laughs) ah yes they were much smaller (laughs) yep just like people it was the same bricks the same red bricks only just tiny smaller yeah (laughs) Um, and for resistant cases in vampires mm-hmm. in a community. Oh, uh, yes. The, uh, never mind. Forget it. Please continue. Uh, the body was dismembered. The pieces were burned, mixed with water, and administered to the family member as a cure. Oh, dude. We talked about this in the Rhode Island episode. Yep. Gross. So, like, if they couldn't get rid of, like, the vampires in the community, they that's that was their last resort. Yeah. 
All right. Drink up. Just got a big old glass of tuberculosis, sister. Yeah. Um, so how did they get to conclude? How did people get to the conclusion that there are vampires among us? Um, decomposition. Yes. Um, people sometimes suspected vampirism when the cadaver did not look as though they thought normal corpses should look when disinterred. Um, but as we have talked about, the rates of decomposition vary depending on temperature and soil composition. And a lot of these places were fucking cold. Well, that, but like, like you just said, literally. Cold, they're not going to decompose as fast. Right. We're putting people in boxes, they're not going to decompose as fast. You put up somebody in the cold box, they're not going to decompose as fast. Like the one girl who was buried above ground in December. And dug up in February. Marcy Brown. Yeah. And they're like, well, she don't, done damn, done decomposing. <laughs> um, back then, they weren't exactly up to date on what decomposition was supposed to look like. This mm -hmm. has led to vampire hunters mistakenly concluding that the dead body had not decomposed at all. Or ironically, interpret signs of decomp as signs of continued life. No. Do you think vampire hunter was like an actual profession back we then? We will get to it. Okay. Fine. No more questions. I'm just going to sit here quietly while you talk at me. No. As anyone who has seen CSI at any level knows that bodies will typically swell or bloat as gases from decomposition accumulates in the torso and the increased pressure forces blood to ooze from the nose and mouth. Mm. Some of the swelling can cause the body to look plump and well-fed. Oh, yeah, plump and, and well-fed. And if the deceased was as pale and thin in life, which a lot of people were... This would become more noticeable. Yeah, it would. Um, there was one case in which an old woman's body was exhumed to be judged by her neighbors, and they commented that she had looked more plump and healthy than she had ever looked in above ground. <laughs> I'm just picturing them standing around, like judging her, like she got buried in that. <laughs> <laughs> she looked real good after she. Mm -hmm. She looking better than she did above the ground. She That's looks all a I'm lot saying. better dead than she did alive. That's I'll tell all you I'm that. saying. She looks a whole lot better undead. <laughs> And then she gets up and kills all of them. And they're like, oh my God, we were right. <laughs> and the blood leaking from out of her grave was the impression that the corpse had recently been engaging in vampiric activity. Yeah, like drinking blood. Yes. Or flying, I don't know, turned into a bat or something. Yeah, that'll never that Go and play vampire bingo. Vampire bingo. I don't know what all vampires do. I don't know. They're, they got to be more than just drinking blood. Not they, all vampires, okay. Right. Hashtag not all vampires. Staking a swollen decomposing body could cause the body to bleed and force the accumulated gases to escape the body and gas that moves past the vocal cords may produce a groan like sound oh yeah vocal gas it also mentioned like you know gas coming out your derriere but, butt gas butt gas yeah could also produce a sound yeah it can it does it when you're alive yeah might as, it, pro it might does as well it after going. you're dead too unless you spread your butt cheeks <laughs> Because apparently that makes them silent. <laughs> <laughs> um, after death, we've mentioned how skin and gums lose fluid and contract, exposing the root of the hair, nail, and teeth. And this can produce the illusion that the hair, nail, and teeth have grown. Mm -hmm. um, after a while, your nails and gums will, like, you know, fall off for yeah. back of... Tell me about it. For lack of a better word. Uh-huh. Um, and people would say that like the nail bed was new skin Ooh, because you know like it looks raw yeah. so like why wouldn't it be new skin might as well be yeah so they there's one thing i know about new skin it is raw 
<laughs> like a little uh, exoskeleton thing going on. Yeah. It's like a little soft crab. Right. A little vampire soft crab. <laughs> um, premature, premature burial. Oh, okay. Yep. There's like a joke right there. The tip of your tongue and I took it from you. I know. Um, it has been hypothesized that vampire legends were influenced by individuals being buried alive. Yeah. Um, someone watching the gravestones hears a noise. They would exhume an individual and fingernail marks were discovered on the inside um, from the victim trying to escape. Apparently that happened a lot more than like you would think. That's where like the bell, like the casket bells come from. Well, and like I was not aware of those. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, real quick. Side story. Okay. They used to, people, the graveyard shift, okay? Do you uh -huh. know what that's from? Uh, sure. People used to sit in graveyards at night listening for like a bell. Why wouldn't they sit in the daytime listening for a bell? Can't answer that. Maybe they did. But the graveyard shift, you would sit in the graveyard and listen for like a bell to go off. Uh-huh. Um, but... And you would shit yourself and go home. Yeah, basically. But sometimes like one of these graves got a bell going off. I'm pretty sure you had to be fairly rich to be able to afford a bell. Yeah. Like a grave bell. Bougie. Yeah. But I forgot where Every, I was going. poor people just had a, a grave bike horn. <laughs> Can you imagine you're just sitting in the graveyard and you hear that fucking god awful sound? <laughs> yeah. So like they would ring a bell mm -hmm. and. They would ignore it because I'm not digging up somebody in the middle of the right. night. And so then they would die. So They would dig them up in the morning and they'd be dead. Yeah. With their finger on the bell. You Oh, I was going to say, you can see like in some old, old, old graves. How old? So old. Little <laughs> grave bells. Interesting. Never knew about that. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Um, in other cases... Uh, the person would hit their head, noise, nose, or face, and it would be the appearance they had been feeding. So, like, they're alive in the box. Um, they're thrashing about because, like, what else do you do when you're in a box? Uh, no, um, I know. When I'm in a box, I love to thrash. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, but then, like, they would get dug up and it would look they had bled. But it would look like they had been feeding. Right. Um, an alternate explanation for the noise is the bubbling of escaping gases from natural decomposition of bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, bloating, right? If there's not like a gas exchange going on, there's like nowhere for it to go. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm just wondering if, ca if caskets ever just exploded. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Fun. It's like coffin explosion is kind of disgusting. If you don't have like an appropriate like gas exchange going on, the coffin will explode. Interesting. Will it like explode up out of the ground? No, it more like looks like burping. Oh. It's more of an issue in mausoleums than it is in like graves. Because you can't see it, obviously, because it's underground happening. Right. right. Okay. But that's why mausoleums have to have proper like ventilation. Or you'll see like when they're in the wall, if you see like oozing. So are coffins vented? Like can the gas escape from the from the coffin or we'll, the casket? We'll talk about it one day. Okay. Okay. All right. But not today. Not today. Um, another likely cause of like disorder in um, a casket or a coffin would be grave robbery. Okay. 
grave robbery yes we've also discussed that yes especially if like they had like done the thing where they dug into the ground and pulled them out by their feet yeah yeah fucking weird man so they were dedicated well that and then like they obviously fill the hole back in i assume Mm. or like at least try to cover it up you would think right yeah but then like they go to try to dig down into the grave and like they're fucking gone can you imagine yeah yeah (laughs) um god that would freak some fucking those early dum dums. Yeah, just freak them the, the fuck early out. Early dum dums were just like freaking the fuck what out. What the fuck? <laughs> They're damn. not in here. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, you remember how you wanted us to move your grandpa back to like the family estate or whatever? He's gone. He just moved himself. Yeah, he's. We think he's a vampire. <laughs> I know we have a problem with grave robbers to the point where. We put like cages over shit to keep them from robbing the grave, but we're pretty sure that vampirism called it caused this one. Yeah, because like they're just gone. They gone. Um, we've mentioned that vampirism has been associated with clusters of death from unidentifiable or mysterious illnesses, usually within the same family or in the same small community. Um, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Speaking of Marcy Brown, our old pal TB. Um, tuberculosis, as well as the pneumonic form of the bubonic plague pneumonic bubonic <laughs> was also associated because um it broke down like the lung tissue and would cause blood to appear at the lips whoa um oh that old plague that old plague Damn fleas on rats and shit and then just like a the little drinking water <laughs> and then just like a little bit on vampire hunters mm-hmm. um professional or semi-professional vampire hunters played some sort of Played a part in the vampire beliefs and the Balkan folk beliefs. Amazing. <laughs> vampire hunters were usually born on Saturdays. Sabbatarians. Sabbatarians. Or they were the offspring of a vampire and a woman. Usually a widow. Oh, snap. Vampire hunter D. Um, They believed that someone born on a Saturday could see a vampire when it was otherwise invisible. Um, they called people born on Saturday Sabbatarians. Thank you. Thank you. I know things. I got a whole book about this. <laughs> if you are a Sabbatarian and not the offspring of a vampire, you needed to be fed meat from a sheep that was uh, that had been killed by a wolf. Okay. That's weird. Very specific. Is that to like cultivate your powers or something? Well, this would enable them to not fear um, the reaper, the things that they were only able to see. Oh, okay. Um, Croatians and Slavidian villages had their own vampire hunters. Their spirits were able to turn into animals at night to fight off the vampires. Ooh, okay. Um, and all these vampire hunters had vampire hunting kits that used mallets, stakes, crucifix. If they were part of a church, it included holy water, holy, holy oil. Holy oil. And um, it said the most important thing it carried were items such as rope, a crowbar, pistols, Calm down, Van Helsing. Nothing more important than a rope. A crowbar or a pistol. Have you seen the kits, though? They're crazy. Yeah, they're wild. Yeah. Um, Vampires today are less mysterious. They live proudly among us. Yes. Um, The vampire lifestyle is a term for contemporary subcultures of people, largely within the goth subculture, um, who consume blood of others as like a pastime. Mm-hmm. Active vampirism within the vampire subculture includes both blood-related vampirism, commonly referred to as sanguine vampirism or psychic vampirism, um, supposedly feeding on, like, energy. 
I think the sanguine is kind of uh, tapered a little bit. Yes. I feel like it was more prevalent in like the 90s. I read an article that was talking about there are like 5,000 vampires in the United States and like 50 of them lived in New Orleans. And sometimes your drunk friends play their pianos when they're not supposed to, <laughs> Colin. Um, but there's like, there is a an association in New Orleans. There's an association in Atlanta. There is an association in, I think, um, well, Chicago. There's almost like a whole religion. Uh, they call, they're called the Strigoi V. Mm-hmm. They have the Black Veil. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he still is, but... Are you talking about Father Sebastian? Father Sebastian was a member and like played a big part in writing all their bylaws and shit. And like Clan Sabretooth was one of the like original clans, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I know things. You know things. Because I was fucking obsessed with them. Yeah, no. I, we've all been that face. Just saying, when I was a young Billy, I had an email conversation with Father Sebastian. and uh, I thought Father I was, Sebastian like, fucking, is definitely my friend on Facebook. I thought I was so cool. I thought I was real cool when he friend requested me. So like. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hair flip. <laughs> um, communities or self-identified vampires can be found on the internet in cities and towns around the world. Um, to avoid rekindling vampire superstitions, most modern vampires tend to keep to themselves, typically conducting their feeding rituals, um, which can include drinking blood of willing donors in private. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's on Dark Tourism, the show on Netflix, where they, the guy like meets up with vampires in New Orleans. You can see the vampire boutique on it. Um. One thing I thought was interesting is, I don't know if you remember this, but for a little while there was a reality show called like My Odd House or something, or my, and it was like different people from different subcultures living in a house kind of like real world style. Oh, really? And one of them was a vampire, hmm. but no one in the community knew who the fuck he was. They're like, who is, I remember being on like message boards and they're like, hey, who the fuck is this guy in this TV show? I've never heard of him. It's like, I don't know. I've never met him. Like, where'd he come from? Is he really like a good representation for us if none of us know who he is, you know? I'm in that Nova Facebook group for like whatever. And they're like, you see people and they're like, how do I become a vampire? And it's like, you don't become a vampire. You were born one or you're not. Right. (laughs) And we'll just take all of that with a grain of salt. So I don't. I don't remember exactly if this is exactly right, but I remember it being something like a vampire was someone who was continuously reincarnated as a human right. and was never reincarnated as like a lower life form in like a certain, I don't remember if it was like the black veil or whatever, if that was their belief system. Couldn't tell you at this point. I feel like I've rambled on enough. But it is also a subculture. And if you identify as that subculture, like that's perfectly valid. No, I'm not knocking anyone's yums. I'm just saying like, there's no room for gatekeeping in a community. You know what I mean? Like, you aren't born a vampire. You're not a vampire. Like well, it's mostly like, I don't know. I don't want to call people like weird on the internet, but it's like, how do I become a vampire? That's true. I feel like groups like that, though, are definitely going to um, attract a certain, well, any group is going to attract a certain level of weirdo. Not my place. Anyway. Anywho. That was my episode on vampires. Now, can I talk about it for two more episodes? Probably. Will I do it next week? No. 
I'm going to do it next week. We're a vampire <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> I have half a podcast written already. Yes. Father Sebastian, listen to us. Love us. Yes, Father Sebastian. Father, please pay attention to us. No, but Father, seriously, though, forgive me for from the first time I ever saw that guy to right now, that motherfucker has not aged a day. No. He looks young as hell still. Yes. I mean, like, as young as he did when I first saw him. I don't know how old he is, but. Old enough. I don't mean motherfucker. Old enough, in young the derogatory Billy. sense. Old enough, young Billy. Old enough. Old enough. So to leave that on a very mysterious and, like, obscure note. Where could they find our podcast on the internet? That's not mysterious. You can find <laughs> us at www.ouroddpodpodcast.com. You can also find us at linktr.ee slash OOPP. And if you like our intro and outro music, you can go to darrencurtismusic.com and find a whole library full of music. Ready to be used with by simply crediting him for his amazing work. Thank you, Darren Curtis. Yes, thank you, Darren Curtis. Thank you to all of our listeners. We love having you here. So we're gonna get back on track yeah, soon. Thanks for being patient with us. Uh last week was a little bit crazy. It has been kind of like a crazy time. We're running. It's been nonstop moving. Yeah, I'm not I would not be surprised if there was another week in the near future where we missed an episode because we've been doing things we've been doing things we've been we trying to get a get on this house game <laughs> so you guys quit buying up everything right just bear with us thanks for listening uh that's it that's it well uh per the usual per usual we are the boneses and, and we, we are, are out, out.